0: What's up, friends? Welcome to Date to Me, the show where I try to help you suck less at dating. In today's episode, we're going to run through the top 10 relationship red flags and why you should be careful to address these things if you start to notice they're present in your relationship. If this is interesting to you, keep listening, and most importantly, enjoy. Relationship red flags. So I really wanted to do this episode today because as of late, I've been having a lot of conversations with friends and family members. A lot of times I've just been listening and offering advice where I can. Uh, but a lot of it's centered around, you know, how can I help my relationship? Or I'm running through an, a situation and I notice that my partner is doing X. Like, how should I address it? And red flags seems to be a topic that keeps coming up. And it's so funny because I've noticed just through having these conversations that oftentimes people don't realize the red flags that are staring them right in the face even if under normal circumstances where they weren't the ones in the situation they would be able to easily identify them and so a lot of times you know we we have a hard time following our own advice I think that's something that it's like a very common like, cliche is like, just pretend that it was someone else giving you your advice and watch how much easily uh, you implement it, right? Or how much easier it is to actually follow through with what you know you should be doing. So I wanted to make sure that we spent some time today talking through the top 10 red flags that I think you want to be aware of and be able to identify so that you can avoid Running into serious pain and struggle and suffering uh, because these are things that you really want to keep out of your relationship or identify in a partner so that you don't end up in those situations that I mentioned. Now, some of these are going to seem quite obvious, but again, the point here is to identify what I think are the most common ones uh, just to draw attention to it. So, if you're one of these people that happens to be in a relationship or situationship with someone that is exhibiting one or many of these traits, just a little food for thought that maybe you might want to start, you know, identifying those things and formulating a bit of an attack plan to to get rid of them. So without further ado, top 10 reasons. And these are in no particular order. So I'm just going to be coming at you with all of them. So number 10 on my list is lack of boundaries with family. So this is an interesting one that I don't think a lot of people really pay much attention to, especially once they get further on in their relationships. But a lack of boundary with family, is it really problematic thing. And here's why. So if you're in a relationship with someone and their family is like constantly coming over or they're constantly just like in your partner's space over time that can tend to trickle into your space. And I think the more that you start to you know have a family of your own and you start really building a life with your partner as you you know maybe you you buy a house or you get married, you have a bunch of kids. Um, you just want to make sure that those boundaries are healthy and established. And that's not to say that we don't love our family or our partner's family, but we want to make sure that we're constantly taking inventory on, you know, what type of impact and input those people have on your relationship and on your life. Because if you're noticing that, you know, they're um, not adhering to particular boundaries if they're you know coming over or not letting you know if they're you know putting their opinion into things where maybe you know it's not necessarily their place to be doing so that can start to affect your relationship so you always want to be mindful of your family we love family to me i think family is the most important i absolutely adore my own family as well as uh, my now fiance i got proposed uh, her. I didn't get proposed to, but I proposed over this weekend and she said, yes, for some random strange reason, I still can't figure out, but uh, yes. So my fiance, my fiance, uh, her family's awesome and I love them. So it's really important though. Like we have very healthy boundaries um, with all of both of our families. So I think that really helps us And create a situation where it benefits us and and really adds to our life, rather than hindering it. Because I'm sure we've all heard of like the mama's boy or the overbearing, you know, parents or the people that you know, the grandparents that are super, you know, maybe a little racist, (laughs) super like condescending. You know, those are just situations that can quickly make you or your partner uncomfortable. So, just want to make sure that we're um, always being cognizant of physical boundaries as well as just like verbal speaking boundaries with family members. Make sure everyone is in their place and knows it well. Number nine, poor communication skills. So this one, again, probably seems obvious, but you want to make sure that your partner is communicating with you on a regular basis and that when you're having those communications, you're feeling really good when you walk away from it. The worst things that can happen to people that are spending time together and building a relationship is things get swept under the rug. You don't want to hide things in the mist, behind doors. You don't want to hold a lot of secrets. You want to make sure you're communicating. So if things are bothering you, if you're feeling stressed out, uh, do your best to communicate. If you're noticing that your partner is withholding things or you're not feeling comfortable expressing what you feel like you should, really pay attention to that and try your best to work on it. I know not everyone is an extrovert like myself where communication comes pretty naturally. But you really need to push yourself to work on that stuff because if your partner is not communicating with you um, or you're not communicating with them, you're going to have a really, really faulty foundation for your relationship and it's not going to put you in a position to succeed. So just keep that in mind that communication is key and you never stop working on it. You always have to continue to try and push, even for those of us who are comfortable. We really, really, really need to make sure that we're paying attention to that, sharing our feelings, sharing our struggles, and ultimately building an awesome, healthy environment for ourselves and our partner to grow. Number eight. Person doesn't get along with your friends or you don't get along with their friends. So this is interesting because they talk a lot about the fact that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most amount of time with. So for most people, their significant other is number one on that list, or maybe it's number two or three if you just started dating them. But your friends tell a lot about who you are as a person. So pay attention to the people that uh, your partner is closest with and your vibe with them. Not everybody always gives the best first impression, so I would say be careful judging books by their cover or making judgments too fast, but over a period or a sample size of a reasonable amount of time, you should be able to figure out if your partner's friends are cool, um, if they like you, if you mesh well. It's always a really good sign to see if uh, you get along with their friends and if their friends um, you know, think fondly of you. It's only going to help you in the long run, especially early on in relationships, so Pay attention to that. The other cool thing too, which is like a bonus, is if you can make friends together early on, couple friends or what have you, um, the ability to make friends together and have uh, friendships that are actually manifesting out of uh, the combination of you two being together, that's a really good sign that you're with the right person because um, it's one thing for them to have friends, you to have friends and get along, but it's another thing to make common friends. I think that shows a lot about your compatibility and that you actually do mesh on fundamental levels because your friends can be vastly different from you. But I think the one constant thing that stands true with everyone that you're close with is that their morals and their values really align with yours. So something to keep in mind. Number seven is chronic lying. And this is even over small things. So obviously a white lie here or there. Uh, I mentioned I proposed to my girlfriend this weekend. I had to lie about quite a lot in order for that to go smoothly. But those are things that um, I I would say sit outside the realm of what I would consider like chronic lying or small lies. Um, Those are like white necessary lies. Every once in a while, you just have to sprinkle them in. We're human beings. It happens. But for everything else, you really want to pay attention to chronic lying. If your partner is not being honest with you about like you know where they're going. If if they say, "Hey, I got to step out to go to run some errands," or you notice that you caught them in lies about um, anything really, just make a note of it. Uh, typically, people that lie and lie a lot, they don't have any understanding of like the damage that it can do, and they have a hard time separating the small stuff from the large stuff. Um, a liar's a liar's a liar. And I think that if people are demonstrating that behavior towards you, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing you dirty on the side or that they're people that can't be trusted. But you just want to exercise caution because the last thing you want to be doing is going to bat for them or caught in a situation where, you know, they are lying and you look like an idiot. So just be mindful if you notice that your partner is lying. I would say address it with them, confront them, ask them why they feel the need to lie. Sometimes people have silly reasons. You know, maybe it's cuz they don't want to upset you, but that is not the issue. The the deeper issue is why they felt that what the truth was would upset you uh, rather than, you know, thinking that they could just smooth it over. I would always look to address the why of the lie rather than You know, the lying itself. I think all of us can learn to be more truthful. It's a behavior, it's a skill. We practice it, we will get better. Number six abuse of any kind. I really, really, really want people to pay attention to this one. Abuse of any kind is not okay, physical, mental, emotional. If you're in a toxic relationship where your partner is abusing you in any way, and I don't mean just like you're fighting verbally and they call you a, a bad name or something, or you know, they, they say you're an asshole, they talk shit. Like Every once in a while, we all get caught saying things we don't mean. Uh, it's just a part of being human. So like we make mistakes. But if you are being abused, if you're being you know gaslighted regularly, if they're calling you really derogatory names like... You know, racist stuff. Like, you know, people can be really, really nasty. Don't tolerate that. Absolutely do not tolerate that. Put your foot down, have the conversation, address it. Again, exercise that communication, but do not suffer any abuse at all because the second that you start to give in and allow that behavior to happen, you give someone a green light to treat you the way that they think is acceptable. And it's absolutely not. Nobody will ever treat you any way that you don't allow them to treat you. So if you allow them, then they're going to. But the second you put your foot down and say, enough is enough, I'm not going to tolerate this, it should end. And if it doesn't end, you need to leave. So anyone out there that's listening that needs to hear it, um, verbal abuse, physical abuse especially, there is no man that exists on this earth that would physically put their hands on a woman and call themselves a man. Sorry, I hate to say it, it's just the truth. Actually, I don't hate to say it at all. It's the fucking truth. No man puts a hand on a woman as an actual man. And women, honestly, there's no reason for you to be putting your hands on your man as well. It's We don't use any physical force. Violence stems from anger, and anger stems from a misunderstanding of a situation. We need to figure out ways to temper the anger. We will temper the violence, but please never, ever, ever, ever. Engage in any sort of abuse, especially physical. It's terrible. It perpetuates all the worst kinds of things in the world. So leave that at the door. Number five, going through your partner's phone. So this is one that I think has been increasingly uh, prevalent as time's gone on and phones have just become like the epicenter of a lot of our lives. But the phone is really a place where you (laughs) don't want to be, what's the word? venturing out into when it comes to your partner. That is like an extension of them to a certain degree. And my point of view, if you're going through your partner's phone, that's text messages, social media, inboxes, any of that stuff, that says more about you than it says about them. Now, they could be lying, sneaking, conniving, cheating, whatever. They could just be terrible people. That's fine, right? That has nothing to do with us. But when it comes to going through their phone, if you feel that it's necessary to do those things, you need to take a long look at the mirror, uh, look in the mirror at yourself and see, okay, what is it about me that makes me feel insecure that I need this information? One, and then number two, what is it about my partner's behavior that makes me feel the need to go through my th- their phone? Because I can tell you right now, in a relationship for now over three years, this is the probably the first or second relationship where I've been in, where I have never touched the other person's phone. And that is exactly the way I want it to be. And likewise, there's total trust, total communication about things, and you just don't need to snoop. Anytime you go in a partner's phone, you will likely find something that you can take out of context, something that upsets you. Social media can be nasty, especially if you're with someone that's highly desired. I don't even want to know how many inboxes or instant messages that my uh, fiance now gets all the time and has been getting them since we've been together. Okay. I bet you it's been a, a ton. I don't care though. None of it matters. It doesn't make a difference. I don't need to go and see that shit. Let it happen. Trust that she can take care of herself. She's a big girl. Stay out of your partner's phone, please. Please do it. Number four, controlling behavior. Oh my God. Who wants to be controlled? Who wants another mother or father who after you've spent 18, 21 years, whatever, under the regime of your parents telling you what to do, making you clean your bedroom, get up, you know, take a shower, eat your dinner, eat your Brussels sprouts. Who wants that in a partner? Do you want that? I don't fucking want that. Exactly. So. If you don't want that and I don't want that, we all want, don't want that. Why are we contributing to an environment where we allow people to control us? Tell us what we can and can't do, what we can and can't wear out of your mind. I'll put it nice and simply for you. The true mark of an awesome relationship where you feel empowered and it's healthy and it's everything that it needs to be should empower you to feel free. When you love somebody truly and unconditionally, you love them in a way that makes them feel free. And as a result, you feel free. It's all about having that space to be yourself. And to trust that at the end of the day, your partner loves you for who you are and you love them for who they are. And you're going to give them that opportunity to be themselves and to make their own decisions. The second you start controlling, the second you start restricting, then it becomes not a relationship between two people. It becomes a dictatorship where you are imposing your will upon your partner and it's absolutely not okay. So please Make sure that if you're in a controlling situation or you're in a a, a place where your partner feels like they are starting to squeeze you or you feel like you're being squeezed by them, that you immediately put a stop to that. And you want to be careful because a lot of these traits too, and I probably should have mentioned this earlier, but a lot of these traits and especially like controlling behavior, lying, abuse, like these are character flaws that people really need to spend the time to work on. So Don't expect them to just go away. That's why, like, if you're noticing these red flags in your relationships, like, you want to really think critically about if it's worth continuing to be in these relationships. Because if it's not, that's something that you have to come to grips with and then make a decision. Uh, You have to understand that no one's going to be perfect, but a lot of these things are going to take time to fix. And if you're not prepared, uh, if you're not strong enough to really weather the storm, like, you know, things like controlling behavior and such are just. They're going to be hard fixes, so just be prepared to to be in it for the long haul if it's something that's happening to you right now. Number three, cheating. Oh, my God. This one might be, I don't want to say might be the most important because all these are important, but cheating is, this is something that everyone, I think, needs to really hear. Someone cheats, they're going to cheat again at some point. I have rarely seen. If you can show me an example of someone that's cheated on someone in the past and then never done it again, I will give that person money. I don't know how much money, undisclosed, we'll figure it out. But I really strongly believe that if you cheat on someone, you are not guaranteed to, but almost guaranteed to cheat on them again. And if you are cheating with somebody, if they are in a relationship and you're cheating with them on their partner, and then you enter into a relationship with that person, Why would you think for one second that they're not gonna cheat on you? If they cheat with you, they'll cheat on you. I'm gonna say that one more time for the people in the back. If they cheat with you, they will cheat on you. It is like a fucking 10, 11th commandment of relationships. If they cheat, they will cheat again. It's just the way they are. Their mind has associated that with being a positive behavior or at least an acceptable behavior, if not positive. And I think that ultimately, it's really hard to get someone to uh, graduate from that mindset. They have to really work hard. Now again, I don't want to say that no one's capable of change or that they're condemned to the shadow realm of relationship worthiness forever. But cheaters usually don't stop cheating. and maybe it's not physical cheating. Maybe it's emotional cheating. Just keep an eye out for that. If someone admits to you, especially early on that they're that they're a cheater, um, really put that person through the ringer and make sure that you understand that there's a, a strong chance of them doing it again. Um, and one last other thing, cause I don't want to really pass judgment, even though I have strong beliefs around this. If you're a cheater out there and you're listening to this, there's hope for you. Okay. You can make changes and you can work on it, but you need to fundamentally alter the way that you perceive these things. And you really need to take a look at like why you're cheating in the first place. Um, it's behavior you can correct, but like you need to, yeah, do the internal work to really fix it. So there's hope for you, but I'm just saying, be mindful of the way that you're showing up. And if you're going to disclose that you're a cheater, I think that that's good. Like it's a step to being honest, but again, just be aware of the perception. Like people don't like being cheated on, unfortunately, or fortunately. Number two, neediness and codependency. So I think that you should depend on your partner to you know be there for you and to help you especially as you grow and your relationship matures but there's a there's a fine line between like being dependent on someone like codependent and then also like leaning and like building a a, a team with someone so the second it starts crossing over into like toxic behavior it starts becoming like bothersome to the person uh, you notice that your dependency on them is starting to negatively impact their life, that's when you need to take a step back and be like, okay, am I crossing into the threshold of codependent? All of us need to be as good as we can be individually in order to build awesome relationships collectively with another person. So, in order for you to have something that's healthy, you need to be as complete as you can be. And you need to be okay being alone, doing things by yourself, and just overall enjoying your life as an individual. Because then, when you combine with someone else, you build something collectively, you make an awesome life as individuals, amazing, even more amazing together. And that's really what we strive for. So, when you're not codependent and you're free and you're a strong individual, you'll notice that your neediness also evaporates. Because neediness is just essentially like, hey, I don't feel good about myself or I feel insecure. Like I need to, to spend every waking moment with you. I don't have enough cool things going on with myself or I don't feel like my life is full on its own. So I need to cling on to you and use you as my primary source of happiness. So. Neediness, insecurity, codependency, those things are all sort of mangled together. But uh, keep an eye on that early on in dating and in relationships because, you know, again, all of this stuff can be worked on. But I do think that um, a lot of times people that have these behaviors tend to be attracted to certain behaviors There's certain characteristics in other people that amplify or enable this kind of behavior. So, you know, if you're someone too that is um, extremely detached or something, like a lot of times you'll attract the needy person that's clingy, sort of opposites attract, but like over time, that neediness and clinginess, especially if you are really independent, will actually start to wear you down. So, you know, just be mindful of the energy that you're putting out will oftentimes attract um, the opposite energies, but we hope that. More often than not, it attracts, um, you know, more complementary energy that's unique, but similar enough where you guys can have strong relationship. And then the last one here, um, number one, and again, these aren't in any particular order, but just over jealousy, like we talked about jealousy in past episodes and how I just think it's a nasty treat to have. But, uh, anyone who's over jealous and really gets butthurt about, um, other people's of the opposite sex or friends even, or family, like spending time. Like, again, think back to what I said about loving someone in a way that makes them feel free. You don't want to be jealous of other people. There's no need for it. Be confident in yourself, what you bring to the table. Be, um, you know, grateful for the opportunity and the time you get to spend with your partner, whether it's a little bit or a lot of a lot of bit, like whatever amount of time you get together, cherish it, make the most of it, and remove jealousy from the equation. You know, time here on earth for us is limited, but we get to use the most of it as long as we're alive. And for most of us that that ends up being a good amount of time. So be confident that you're going to get opportunities to spend a ton of time with your partner in the future if you continue to do the right things and build relationships the date to mate way. Um and just remove jealousy from the equation because again it's a red flag and it's something that if you're dating someone You really want to be aware of it because it really advocates for or showcases some of the more negative traits um, that people can have, which you want to avoid. Alrighty, friends. Well, that was a bit of a lengthier one. I've noticed that these are starting to trickle into the 20-minute mark, but hopefully you enjoyed all of those red flags today. If you've listened and made it this far, I appreciate you guys as always. The love and support is amazing. We're going to continue to keep growing this thing slowly over time and putting out the best content that I can just to help you have awesome relationships and build fulfilling partnerships. So thanks again for all the love and support. Appreciate you guys. Find me on Instagram at date to mate. And I will hopefully. See you in the next one. Much love.